Section 4 of Card Trick by John Berryman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. It had been the front parlor of the old brownstone in its prime, and was now fixed up as an office. The place held an executive desk, with several buttons and enough other controls to put it in orbit. There were a number of cushioned, straight-backed chairs and a comfortable leather couch under the window. Only the fact that it was getting on toward midnight made me willing to believe that the couple who had walked down the stairs expected to be taken seriously. This is George Robertson, the poker whiz, Lefty said briefly to the two sleepyheads. They call him Tex. Tex, this is Peter Maragon, Grand Master of the Lodge. The gray-haired man gave me a tired nod. I imagine you're a pretty angry young man, Mr. Robertson, he said in his scratchy voice. I started to tell him quite a little bit about how I felt, but he held up his hand. I've had a hard day, he complained, and I got out of bed solely to adjudicate your case. Now, this will go a lot more quickly if you listen. He smacked his lips a couple times as if he wondered where he had left his partial plate. I hoped he had swallowed it. Sit down, sit down, he said irritably, pointing at the chair across the desk from him. I debated it, but took the chair, grinding my teeth. You aren't stupid or you wouldn't be a scientist, he said, revealing that he knew a lot more about me than I did about him. Let's start out with a couple of facts, he pointed a gnarled finger at Lefty. Wally Bupp stacked a deck of cards on you tonight, he said gruffly. What you don't know is that he stacked them with telekinesis. He's a TK. A snake? I gasped. Watch your lip, Maragon croaked. Everybody in this room is a sigh. Snake is a dirty word around here, Mr. Robertson. Mr. Bupp has a special aversion to it. What's the purpose? I began hotly. Ah, Maragon barked. A good word. He cackled a laugh at me. Purpose exactly, Mr. Robertson. Well, the lodge has a purpose and you'll act a lot more sensibly if you know it. You, he said to me, are a TK. You, I yelled right back, are a liar. He ignored me completely. We can't afford to have you gambling and cheating normals, he went on. One of the Lodge's fundamental rules is that no Psy may use his powers to the detriment of normals. Lefty's big scene at Nick's fixed it so you won't be welcome in a big-time poker game anywhere in town. We did that deliberately. And we're telling you to quit gambling as of this minute. You say you are a TK, I interrupted. Somewhat he said. I have psi powers, but I'm not mainly a TK. Whatever your powers are, I said, they don't make you supermen immune from the laws of libel. If you or anybody I can catch breathes one false word about my being a snake, you'll be on the receiving end of the roughest lawsuit you ever heard of. The silliness of that statement will occur to you in a while, he said dryly. And truth is a defense against a claim of libel. But to get back to purpose, our second purpose tonight is to get it through your thick head, Mr. Robertson. 
that the Lodge insists on its right to control your actions insofar as they involve the use of your psi powers. We mean business, Mr. Robertson, and before you are through with our heartless Mr. Bup tonight, you'll know it. That's all that's behind our little charade. He came to a stop and took a deep breath. I'm going to make one statement and rest on it, I said, trying to keep my voice calm and level. He shrugged. Your turn, he said. I'm a normal, I said. I flatly deny that I have the slightest shred of psi power. I accuse that freckled snake over there of lying deliberately. I'll make him pay for it, and he'll be lucky if it isn't with his blood. That's all? Isn't it enough? He laughed harshly and grinned over at Lefty. Some of you maverick sighs scream like a gelded porker, he said. I figured you'd tell me we'd cost you a fortune in prospective poker winnings, to say the least. My stomach dropped. I hadn't thought of that, not as much as I should have. It was my only income. Something a darn sight more important than money is involved, I said. Maybe you aren't such a bad guy, he decided. He looked over at the woman standing silently in her slip beside his desk, her bare arms folded over her ample bosom. How about it, Millie? he asked her. She shrugged. He believes what he says, she told him. He honestly doesn't think he has any psi powers. That mitigates the affair, Maragon said. Still, our purpose demands an object lesson. I have to find you, Mr. Robertson. We've broken one of our rules by using TK to stack a poker deck. Because you weren't aware of it, though, half of your fine will be remitted if you join the lodge within a week. Accordingly, I assess you, uh, how much, Millie? he asked. He's got eight thousand and some in his breast pocket, she said with fiendish accuracy. Every penny he has in the world. Assess you eight thousand dollars. Maragon concluded. He got wearily to his feet and started to pad past me toward the door. Mr. Bop will collect, he said. The woman followed him, her hose hanging down around her ankles, and climbed the stairs stolidly behind him. End of section four.